Hello, and welcome to our new podcast, Arizona Opera Behind the Scenes. I'm Cassie Robel, the Director of Education and Community Engagement. And I'm Kathleen Trott, the Shop Manager for the Marlowe Allen and Scott Stallard Costume Artisan Workshop. Thank you all for joining us today. In this podcast series, we are going to introduce you all to the different departments and people that are necessary to produce the operas that you enjoy. In this episode, you will meet Kathleen and I as we discuss how we got to Arizona Opera and our inspiration for creating this podcast. Thanks for co-hosting this podcast with me, Kathleen. Oh, you're very welcome, Cassie. I'm really excited about this opportunity to engage with our patrons on a new level. I feel like every time we interact with them, they are wanting to know more about who we are and how we got to this company and all of my coworkers who work behind the scenes. And I feel like we all have really interesting stories and come from different backgrounds. Like I know I'm not from the Phoenix Valley originally and I think that that's the same for you, right? Yeah, I was actually born and raised in New Jersey. Um, which is very different than Arizona. Yeah. Um, but I actually got to Arizona by way of Colorado. I went to school at Fort Lewis College in Durango, Colorado, oh. which is, yeah, it's in um, southwest Colorado. It's beautiful. I got my degree in music education and a minor in psychology, which a lot of people don't know. I feel like those things go hand in hand, even though people probably don't realize it. Yeah, they definitely do, especially dealing with um, kids and you yeah. know, it, it really helps me tailor programs correctly and, and make sure they're really relating with the kiddos. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, music exists because we as a society needed to vent the things that was inside of us. So, yeah, it does feel very psychological. Yeah. Something that I learned while I was in college, um, I, I had every intention of becoming a teacher and being in the classroom. But um, the more that I helped um, this organization called Music in the Mountains up in Durango um, with their education programs, I realized that my passion really lied in um, helping facilitate programs for kids. And the same goes with community engagement and yeah. facilitating these programs for adults as well. Um, I really learned that while I don't necessarily think my place is in front of kids in a classroom at this point in my life, facilitating and helping give programs to the people that are in front of the classrooms is definitely where my heart lies. Yeah, I I really love that part of it too. I think that that's part of why I was so excited about doing this podcast with you was that it really gives us the opportunity to continue the learning process for adults because I know when you're in elementary school often you get some music and you might get some theater but then you graduate and you go on to your career and I feel like a lot of us as grown-ups just that falls away and has a gap and so I think that it's really great that Arizona Opera is allowing us to help reach out and continue the expression of art and letting people learn things and hopefully people can also realize that um it's all very practical and tangible even though it is you know grand art there's a lot of stuff that we do that's really sort of down to earth and common and interesting and so I think that this is a really fun opportunity to share that. When I started getting into music and theater what really surprised me which I'm even more excited that you're 
helping produce this podcast, Kathleen, is that there are way more things that happen behind the scenes than I could ever imagine. As someone who was performing a lot in my world, there isn't much that goes into it besides me and what I'm doing on the stage. But getting this job at Arizona Opera and through the three and a half years that I've been here and getting to know you, Kathleen, and everyone else that's involved, I can't wait to share all of this stuff with you um, and really share that there's way more than just the person standing on stage and in my case performing yeah I mean I know I'm a little biased because I'm a production person and not a performer but I was a performer when I was younger I did theater all through elementary school and then in high school I acted and performed in musicals and all of that kind of thing and um I loved it and I loved theater and I was in ballet and my mom was one of those people who was really interested in continuing the arts. So we went and saw performances even before we started participating in them. Um, But then somewhere along sort of my young career path as a teenager, I realized that I, I loved theater, but I just didn't I didn't want to be on stage, not because I didn't enjoy it, because I did. I just realized that I think my heart and true sort of talents were backstage. I wasn't marvelous enough as a performer to really sort of dig in and invest there. And there's so much more. For every one person that's on stage, there are, in some cases, hundreds of people backstage in some way. And that counts the finance department and the casting people, the people who put all the nails in the set that they're standing on and who put the carpet underneath the set because otherwise the set would squeak, Mm -hmm. which, you know, that's something that we don't think about often if we don't know. The people who are making sure that the playback of whatever background noise doesn't cover up the performer, the person who's actually pointing the spotlight at the performer, the the person who takes the dirty socks and puts them in the washing machine. There are so many people and roles that aren't just the one person who's on stage. And that one person that's on stage is important, obviously. We are all there in order to create something with them. But in order for it to be a big, great piece of art that's collaborative, um, there's just so many of us that are back there. Yeah, it's it really is amazing. It, do you think it's safe to say that there are hundreds of people involved in each production? Yeah, absolutely. Even when it's a really small cast, uh, like Fellow Travelers from last season wasn't a very big cast, but those set pieces that moved around, so there are these filing cabinets that move around, and they had different facades that went on them. So every single time one of those filing cabinets went off stage, there were at least three crew members taking things off of them and putting new things on and turning them around and moving them to new marks backstage so that way when the stage manager was calling the cue for them to go on, someone pushed them on and then there were wardrobe people doing quick changes and the lighting was all... So there's so many people back there that easily every production has hundreds of people that no one ever gets to see. And I knew that when I was younger because I started doing 
shows. And so then I realized that that's where my calling sort of was. So I went to school in um, Oregon for costume construction and design. And, um, and I worked all over the whole country in theater. You end up being kind of nomadic as, as a professional <laughs> theater at some point in your life, if not your whole entire career. Some people just always stay that way. Um, but I have a family, and so we knew we kind of wanted to centralize and stay in one place. And then we found this opportunity to come to Phoenix for Arizona Opera. And I'd been a workroom supervisor and a draper at other places all across the country. And so we came here. This is my eighth season, I think, at Arizona Opera. And so we've been here for a little while, and we really love it. We like the valley. And being from northern Nevada originally, a lot of the things climate-wise and um, also just the physical environment, the way that the mountains are always in the background around here, Beautiful. it feels very close to home. So it made the transition to the Phoenix Valley very comfortable and easy for my family. I agree. Coming here from Colorado, while the mountains and things like that are a little bit different, they're a little grander in Colorado, the weather is very similar um, in that it's not humid or anything like that. And being someone who doesn't really love the cold, coming to Phoenix was perfect. So I know that I've fallen in love with Phoenix. It sounds like you've fallen in love with Phoenix and Tucson and all of Arizona. And I'm really looking forward to sharing more in-depth information about Arizona opera and what really goes on behind the scenes of shows. Yeah, this is a really great opportunity for us to share all the things that we love about the state, the city, and Arizona Opera in particular, and all of our coworkers with everyone who might have met them for a second or has never met them at all. I can't wait to share this with you guys. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to it. Tune in for our next episode where we meet two of our costume shop apprentices. We'll be releasing a new behind-the-scenes podcast each month, so make sure you check our website, azopera.org, and follow us where? Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And make sure you join our email list, which you can do on our website, so you never miss anything that Arizona Opera is doing. Yeah, you definitely don't want to miss out. This podcast is part of the Arizona Opera Next Gen Initiative, an initiative that encompasses the wide variety of programs that go beyond the opera stage to develop the next generation of opera artists, audiences, and philanthropists. To learn more about Next Gen, please visit azopera.org and click Next Gen Initiative. These programs are made possible through the support of Roma Whitcock, Jeanette J. Siegel, and APS.